Hello everybody and welcome to the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast, the original Alien and Predator podcast. I'm regular host Aaron Percival, or as I'm known on our corner of the internet, Corporal Hicks, and joining me are my regular podcasting hosts. I am co-host Adam Zeller, known as Ridgetop on our forums. Eric Adams, otherwise known as Xenomorphing. And I'm AJ, aka Voodoo Magic. And this is episode 117. And it's a little sort of mutation of one we intended to do earlier on in the year with sort of speculation of where the franchise was going to go. But then, you know, the outbreak happened and, you know, destroyed the um, entertainment industry and every industry. So this isn't going to be so much a speculative podcast as so much as a here's what we'd like to see happen kind of podcast, maybe with a, a little bit of basis in, in speculation. But it's it's yeah it's it's mostly just more of a, a personal desires of the directions we'd like to see the stories or or the media itself or other you know the the platforms that kind of thing just evolve and it should be interesting because I don't think we've done anything like this for a, a goddamn while so it should be fun AJ you start us off with this one okay. I really gave this some thought, really processed what I would think would reinvigorate and bring longevity to the franchise. And if I was an executive and put in charge, pretty much I would have steps I would take. I would put them in phases and you guys feel free to interject between each of my phases to express express how you agree or disagree. But the first thing I would do is rebrand the franchise. I have a little visual aid. Yeah, for for those listening rather than watching, AJ's come complete with, I don't want to say PowerPoint presentation since this is in cams, but, you know, handouts. Title cards. I mean, you're more prepared than Title cards, yeah. But uh, my phase one would be rebrand, rebrand, rebrand. I mean, the license, Alien vs. Predator, the title, it has to be changed. Alien vs. Predator limits scope. It constricts one's imagination. It it confines these creatures to exactly that, the conflict. And there's so much fascinating stuff to these amazing creatures that needs to be conveyed to the eyes of the consumer. So Alien vs. Predator title, gone. Logo, you're out of here. It's time to refresh things and um, across all forms of media. So instead of Alien versus Predator Universe, I would go ahead and change it to simply Alien Predator Universe. Or if they want to give a nod to the best website in the world, Alien Predator Galaxy. You know? <laughs> but pretty much I think a rebranding is in order. I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? It's an interesting thought because we've talked in the past just, you know, offhandedly about about rebranding things. Nothing serious, nothing serious. But I always said if I had to rebrand the website, I would just make it Alien and Predator Galaxy. So it's not it's not something I haven't thought about before. But from my perspective, it was always more about SEO and searches and stuff rather than than your thing about it being the conflict, which I've never really thought about before. I've never really thought about the implications of the verses being in the title. It really widens the scope if you take that verses out of it. I really find it limiting. I find it constricting. And there's there's so much more that I think the Alien Predator universe could be expanded to, which I'm going to go further into. But just as a selling point to your average consumer, you know, it, it feels like a crossover. And I think it almost 
cheapens the experience. Well, I, I remember back when the first movie adaptation was starting to come about. That was something that was doing the rounds on the forums. But I think basically the agreement was that the versus part, it's like Freddy versus Jason. When you put something versus something, it makes it feel like a, it cheapens it like a wrestling match because yeah. you've got something versus something. But the problem is how are the marketing people going to otherwise find an easy way to encapsulate it is about a conflict between this and this? Because it's not like Star Trek where you can say Federation versus Klingons. It's Star Trek. That is the whole thing. We haven't got a single, like we haven't got the Gigaverse or anything. So it's difficult to find a way marketing-wise to how you can convey it is about the conflict between this creature and this creature, purely from a marketing perspective. But I do agree there always is that thing at the back of my mind when I talk to like people who aren't fans I was like oh it's something you know the comic oh what was it called that was called Aliens versus Predator so there is that like shallow feel to it but the problem is what do you replace it with that's that's the issue the, the verses I think imply spectacle you know it, it does give it this again weight, it's like weighty kind of feel Jason. yeah it's spectacle for the first time, I would assume. But the more you see it, it loses that wonder. Well, that could be said of, of any franchise, really. It's always a struggle to keep things new and not keep things from getting stale, but maintain enough of the original core ideas to, to keep well, the would, fans happy. I would disagree with Star Trek, as Eric was saying. It doesn't lose that spectacle, it doesn't because it's more about the battle. It's, it's a universe. You see, that's the kind of... It's it's kind of like what Ridley Scott was talking about recently. Those comments when he was promoting uh, Raised by Wolves, and he was talking about the next film not necessarily being. Hang on, let me bring it up so I'm not talking bullshit here. He's doing another. The beast is cooked. Thing. No, no, this this was different. When he was asked about doing a new film, he said that's in process. We went down a route to try and invent the wheel with Prometheus and Covenant. Whether or not we go directly back to that is doubtful because Prometheus woke it up very well. But, you know, you're asking fundamental questions like, has the alien himself, the face of it? Yeah, well, it does his run out of yeah, steam then. Yeah, he's, he's doing the old thing. But then he says, do you have to rethink the whole bloody thing and simply use the word to franchise? That's always the fundamental question. And that's an interesting thing because Prometheus, as frustrating as, as it was as an overall package, it opened up a lot of other avenues for for the, the franchise to take. But at what point have you gone too far down that road that it's, it feels wrong to call it Alien anymore? So maybe maybe branding is is a bit of a problem in terms of, of the scope of the stories that you can tell and, and what you think of them. I got to defend Alien versus Predator as a title. I think there's some some history there with fans in terms of some really excellent comics and games that have done that concept justice. I know the two films are not popular with people and I just don't know how you could you could do if there was going to be a third Alien and Predator film, how you could just have it be Alien slash Predator or Alien and Predator and then have some subtitle. People would expect some kind of conflict there that that's just going to be the mainstream audience expectation. That's not to say that you have to fully focus on that conflict or have it permeate the entire film. I think, for example, if we're going with the stories of the games, both AVP 2 and Rebellion's 2010 AVP, there were only a few parts in the campaign where, where the aliens and predators were in direct conflict, unless you were playing the predator side of it when it was much more often. But if you were a Marine or in the alien campaign, 
it was mostly felt like an aliens universe story. The predator just kind of happened to be there. And there were a few events where he showed up unless it was from the predator's perspective. So do I think you could make an AVP movie and, and have it be more alien focused or more predator focused? Yeah, I think you could. I still think some sort of conflict expectation would be there. And for me, that's that's one of the things that made AVP unique is I felt like, yeah, with Versus, you typically expect kind of schlock or it's just going to be a, a crossover. But I think AVP always kind of rose above that for me. And maybe that's just me being a biased fan. But given that they were both Fox properties and they both seemed to fit so well together, which is why the initial comic was made, it didn't feel like like a superhero crossover where you, you kind of just have to like go with it. It felt like these things could could naturally coexist in the same universe. So I'm always going to like the, the AVP title. And I do hope to see a third AVP film. AVPR was originally just going to be called Aliens versus Predator, which kind of harkens back to the comics and games. And I think if you were going to do a soft reboot, you could just go with that. You could just go with Aliens versus Predator, maybe even tie it in with the 35th anniversary of Aliens coming up and give the fans what they want with that future war with the Colonial Marines. I guess future setting, not <laughs> massive future war. This isn't Terminator, but but yeah. So so I do like that the AVP branding, and maybe I'm alone on that. And I don't think it would be good to just be alien and predator, or alien slash predator, however you would do it. Well, the alternative is if if they do it like Prometheus, you know, choose a different title completely, and you'd need something like the Alien and Predator franchise where they're famous enough that once you tell well, people, uh, oh, it's about AVP, people would get it. But do you want to make that leap from a marketing? That, that would be if you were to merge all the franchises, which is what the paper you put up there, Voodoo, yeah. merge the franchises. Mm -hmm. A lot of fans would not be on board with that. I think right now we have. We have three franchises, actually. Okay. We have Alien, we have Predator, and we have AVP. Now, we were going to have four. When Prometheus came out, we were treating that as the start of a new franchise that happened to be in the Alien universe. However, with Alien Covenant, Ridley Scott kind of retroactively made Prometheus an alien film. So for all intents and purposes, Prometheus is part of the Alien franchise, even though when I first saw it, I didn't consider it as such. I don't think either of us did, Aaron. We considered it a new franchise. I did that happened to be in the alien universe. The thing with that is it's another one of those like canon arguments where I loathe it because it's meaningless to us, but on, on a, a corporate professional level, it, it, it is meaningful because with the franchises, with them being separate, it's financial stuff. It's like why you're not going to see the aliens rocking up in Hunting Grounds because that's a Predator licensed game, not an Alien versus Predator licensed game. And it matters for those kind of people, not necessarily us. And that argument with like Prometheus, because I, I remember talking to you about it, you know, going, it's a separate thing, was all around, you know, it, it, it's meaningful to the people that are playing in the universes, not necessarily us. And Fox treated them that way as well. Um, Gasker's told us this. Gasker's been Andrew Gasker, who was the franchise consultant and timeline writer for Alien and Predator and Planet of the Apes at Fox has, has quite freely said this on, on the socials. You know, Fox considered them completely separate entities as well, at least the, the last four years or so. There are, yeah, and earlier than that, you did see some some bits of, of branded franchises where the other character, or branded uh, pieces of media where the, the other franchise would appear. For example, uh, the Rage War trilogy. You have a book branded as Alien and Predator and AVP, but they're all essentially AVP universe books. Same thing with, if we're going for 
Leatherback, Predator Concrete Jungle, a Predator game where aliens showed up. It doesn't happen very often, but it has happened in the history of these franchises. They make it so hard for the casual fan. I mean, to be told this is canon, this is not, this impacts this universe. It doesn't impact this universe. Merge them. Just merge them. The problem with that is is the prequels. The conflict with the films. They broke canon compatibility with the AVP films, unless you well, have an idea for that gymnastics. too. <laughs> I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, the casuals will think, I say casuals, I hate throwing terms around like that. I mean, you, you have purists who do want to keep everything separate. You know, there, there are people like that out there, but I, I think it's not casuals because I know probably all of us, we like to th- consider the, the franchises as... Um, you know, as connected as, as all one universe. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way at the minute. There are some fans that are just strictly enjoy the f- films, maybe pick up a comic book here and pick up a comic book there. But generally, they just enjoy the films and then they walk into the forums and there's all these rules regarding, you know, from somehow they've never even given it much thought that David was the creator of the alien. But, you know, they go in with AVP and they think it's all included in one universe. And then they come into the forums and they have some ideas they want to share and they immediately get shot down. And I think it's, it's not very open arms to new fans. And that's honestly the main reason why I wanted, I mean, there's plenty of reasons, so I wouldn't say it's the main reason actually, but one of the primary reasons why I wanted to see Blomkamp's Alien 5, because I feel like that could have finally put to rest the whole, oh, this is canon, this isn't canon thing. And it would just be like, okay, this is a new interpretation. This is a new alternate continuity. I don't just think they like, would have ended that debate, though. They would have still been the same. It would have been sure, where, for the, sure, where it for shoots sure. off fans into would the have, new direction. Fans but. would have their canon preference, which is what, what they do already. I mean, for me personally, I kind of subscribe to the AVP canon, which is the Predator films, the Alien 4 films, the original four, and the, the AVP films. The prequels I just consider, and this is me personally, I know this is not the official view. It's not the official canon. Well, it is for AVP, I guess, and for Predator, because nothing in Predator and AVP contradict each other. And the director of the last Predator film even said, yeah, I consider the AVP films part of the Predator canon. So unless something directly contradicts, there's no reason not to consider that as such. So the most all-encompassing canon that doesn't contradict is Predator and AVP, because that's a total of eight films as opposed to six. Well, no, it would, it would be six. Six on the alien side. No, six on the Predator side as well. Four Predator films, two OVP films. Right, I can't map. <laughs> <laughs> it was six either way. Point invalid. <laughs> Half a dozen and one. Oh, six man. And the other. Uh, yeah. All right, this is, this is where you guys are going to hate me because I can fix that problem. And get your uh, torches and pitchforks, ladies and gentlemen. Because... In order to Uh-oh. fix the universe, you must create a new one. Now, oh man, I gave this reboot. a lot of... He wants I, a reboot. I gave Get him this, out of here. Get wait, wait, wait. Stage. I know, I know, I know. The pitchforks. <laughs> you guys are going to chase me right out of this podcast. But you know how much I love the original lore. I love it. But for the Alien and Predator universe to get new life and longevity. And there's so much lore that exists that I love, but in interest of giving Alien and Predator a rebirth, I would just wipe the universe clean in all forms of media. Ripley legacy, gone. Dutch legacy, gone. My love, Mike Harrigan, gone. Prometheus engineers, you're out of here. Space jockeys, you're dis- okay, demystified. That, that we, we have just lost every single one. <laughs> All of right, hang on, it. just hear me out. Just hear me out. Predator hybrids. Well, no one liked Predator hybrids anyway. They weren't really in it. Let's be honest. Yeah, OWLF, 
Wayland, all of it. I would assemble like the best writers I could get and give them all a clean slate if I was an executive. I'd give the writers automatically to- not an executive if you're thinking like that. That's not how the system works. Well, I- I'd give the writers a total fertile new playground to play in while still being true to the alien and predator characters, kind of like a Kevin Feige in a way where he's juggled his own stuff. But that is important. I wouldn't change the core concepts and design of the alien and the predator creatures. I mean, human characters, they get old. They feel dated. But these creatures, these creatures, these monsters are timeless. They're like vampires, like the mummy, like King Kong, like Godzilla. So um, they would stay the same. But the rest, I think if I was in charge, I'd define it as a different universe. I'd pull the Band-Aid off quick. It would erase all that convoluted lore and create this huge alien predator universe. And I know it's tough and I know people are going to hate me in the forums for saying that, but I really think it's the best thing you could do for those two franchises to start anew. I really do. Because we love our Ripley. We love our, you know, 70s film. We love our 80s film Predator. I think you can make unrelated films that are still part of the same universe that don't have to build off the previous canon without wiping the slate clean. I think the problem with reboots that you get with especially like the Star Trek films and and stuff like that is you have decades long stories by multiple storytellers and multiple venues. And and when you wipe the slate, I think you can wipe the slate too clean in that it, it feels like you're invalidating all the hard work that all these different creatives put into the universe before. So I think you can do new stories and not have them be hinged upon the ones that came before, but at the same time, not do a full reboot. I mean, we've seen this with the Dark Horse comics. They'll have like the three world war arc where they release a bunch of new comics that are just its own new thing that's not related to the old thing, but it still feels very much like the same universe. It doesn't feel like a reboot, even if it is kind of a soft reboot. So that that would be the thing for me. It's like, if you were going to do that, do something that fits in the universe, but have it be unrelated because that gives writers freedom to explore new things, but it also doesn't feel like you're just getting rid of this massive universe that fans have become attached to. And I think that would be true with Blomkamp's Alien 5 as well. Yeah, it it probably would have made Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection not work in that continuity. But as a fan, you could choose which continuity you wanted. Do I want to think that Alien 3 happened and Resurrection? Or do I want to think that Blomkamp's film happened? But the Alien universe in and of itself would be pretty much the same in either case. When you're talking about things that people get attached to, definitely when it comes to cinema, I would say recently, nothing. (laughs) You know, I mean... (laughs) You look at the reception of Prometheus and Alien Covenant and, you know, the engineers and their involvement with us and the Predator and <laughs> the uh, autism and the hybridization. I, I don't think fans are really attached to what's coming out new. And I think this stuff is just hurting the franchise. You know, I well, maybe at- not in movies. The last three movies have been misfires. But in terms of novels and comics and games, well, they want to go movies. You go in the last six, surely. No, Predators, I think, was good. One, yeah, not universally, remember. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, if if we're really doing this, Predator, Alien and Aliens. Correct. That's it. And I just think it's it's tough because you guys know how much I love Predator too. I don't want to take away Lost Predator's ship. I don't want to take away the city on her. But as long as you stay to the core values of the creature, like King Kong or like... Adam brought up Star Trek, though. He's completely wrong in that terms because that... The way they did that retained the original universe and respected it. That is the not one. really. Fans voted Into Darkness as the worst Star Trek film of all time. Third film didn't perform just that well. because the film was shit. 
Into Darkness is quite easily the worst Star Trek film of all time, yes. But but isn't that a new timeline? Yes, exactly. It's an alternate universe, so it retains the original stuff still made in it, such as Picard, which is also still shit, but it still retains the original universe and continuity. But looking at like some of the other horror kind of things that we're... It the original feel. It, it geared much more heavily towards action in terms of the politics and science that was the main that's theme. That's not the-, the point of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that even with the reboot, the original still existed. True, but just for me, I think once a universe gets to a point where it's that large, like Star Wars or Star Trek, you're you're really risking damaging your fan base if you decide to wipe the slate clean or alter things too much. I think the same could be said for Star Wars, even though it wasn't quite as a drastic a change as Star Trek before the sequel trilogy was made when they're like, yeah, all the EU post-Jedi is just gone. A lot of fans were upset by that. Well, they have been bringing elements back in though as well. I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I completely understand why Disney did what they did. But they've still then started pulling back in, you know, those popular elements into their version, you know, their world. So much in Star Wars was retreading old into the new. If they just went new, a new imagination, new storylines, you know, 30, 60, 100 years, 200 years in the future, I think people would have had a lot less problems with it. I take it like the MCU. Eventually, they're going to have to stop. I mean, they're going to get rid of Iron Man. They're getting rid of Captain America, right? Or they already have. (laughs) Well, no, eventually, at some point, you're going to have to start anew. Maybe you do Iron Man's daughter as Ironheart. Maybe is her name. I'm not sure. It wasn't a daughter. It was a different character. Okay. But eventually, people are going to grow tired of it and want to go back to some of the legacy characters, maybe. And you're just going to have to start anew. Again, that's... It's one of those things where I like the reboot in Star Trek because it suits the series. Again, with Marvel, that would suit the series because Marvel's right. always done that. It's why I always had a problem with Blomkamp's proposal as, you know, an alternate continuity. But how does that hurt you? How does that hurt you? The movies are still on your shelf. Those books are still on your shelf. Hang on, hang on. But we <laughs> are getting to the point where perhaps it's... You know, a lot of Alien and Predator's contemporaries, probably more in terms of like the the horror films, you know, Friday and Halloween and what's the other one? Jason. Nightmare on Elm Street. That is Friday. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, they all branched off and did separate sequels that only reference a certain sequel and blah, 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 like that. Are we at this point where perhaps we need to go back and carry on from Aliens? Carry on from Predator? I struggle to think that Predator would really be damaged by any of this anyway, because really they're all their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. the thing that I, I think you could do exactly what you're talking about without making fans upset, which is, I mean, fans are always going to be upset, at least a few of them, but without making a significant portion of the fan base upset, you just make new stories in the universe that are completely unrelated to the old stories. But don't wipe the slate clean. Don't be like, okay, this whole new thing is totally different, guys. It's a new universe because... All this investment that people have put in the original universe, they're going to be like, well, I don't trust this new shit people are doing. I I want what's been built over time. Like, look at the alien RPG. There's just like a trove of this this universe. People don't want to just up and throw that away for this new thing. Like, it's going to cause more trouble than it's worth. What, in my opinion, and we're getting caught in the canon trap rather than just talking about (laughs) what we want to see in this franchise. But in my opinion, the proper way to do it would just be to explore new parts of the universe and have sequels that did their own thing that didn't relate to the original characters, but maintain the integrity of the universe and the creatures. And yeah, you can have different interpretations of the creatures, but as long as they're still highly recognizable as that, then I think you're fine. 
Well, I think it's a lot easier to do so with the Predator. I mean, Predator, each yeah. movie feels self-contained. Alien, it's a little harder. I disagree with that. I think I think that Alien 40th Anniversary shorts showed how how well it could be done. None of those were related to their shorts. Once you I know, start getting but, into but sequels proof of and concepts, I and mean, the short for Deadpool got two movies made like they're proof of concepts. And I think they were effective proof of concepts. I completely agree with you in terms of that. My ideal direction is what you suggested in terms of films anyway. Well, I guess in terms of any story, really. And that is to just plump, conceive a story, plump it down in the timeline. You don't have to reference everything else. Alien is, you know, to AJ's point, it, it is tied down by it. its Ripley connection. And that is a problem that a lot of the official media has done. It is a problem. It has hin- it has hindered it. Things, you know, like Out of the Shadows. That book is good in spite of its connection to Ripley because that is a problem. It's not just Ripley. It's David, the xenomorph creator. It's only the creator. Of well, if you're going by Alan Dean Foster's this. book, The Recreator. No. No, we, we are not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not. not. Let's let's nip this at the butt here. But these are the problems you're going to create when you, you're in, you're in the existing lore. If you want to understand the way that, because we're talking about, there's an there's might be a need to wipe the slate clean. I, I fully understand the temptation to do that. However, I would um, refer to a very specific book, which I would recommend people get, which is Tales from Development Hell: The Greatest <laughs> Movies Never Made by David Hughes. Now, that goes into exactly why the Hollywood system, you can have people with very good intentions, a fantastic script, some of the best talent available, and by the time it gets even a quarter way through the sausage machine, it has got mangled beyond yeah. all recognition. Now, you do have an example of where that has not happened, which is with Dark Horse, because they've done several reboots. The, the last one was the Fire and Stone thing. And they got left to their own devices, but it had some really crazy stuff in it. Primarily the deacon changing into a landmass, what the hell? There's always a danger. And now this comes to the heart of the alien. With the Predator ones, as we've said, they're not too interconnected. With the alien films, it's different. First of all, because the first one, if not the second as well, is considered a piece of cinema art. It is a classic film like Jaws, Godfather. It is a classic piece of art. You always run the risk of whatever you replace, you better make sure it is at least up to the same quality, if not superior. Because if you fail in that, people are going to go, what the hell was the point of replacing it? And they're going to want to go back to it. That's the problem the Predator had. That was meant to be a soft reboot, and people didn't like it. They said, let's go back to the original. Well, that movie was just awful. I mean, Yeah, but when it comes to Alien, there is a point with it because the problem with the alien franchise isn't necessarily david it's alien 3 with a magical teleporting egg and it is alien resurrection where there's that piece of dialogue which annoys me where it's wipes out the entire eu and any other possibility of something yeah, in and the middle you cannot have another film basically where colonial marines happen to have an encounter where there's any meaningful stakes because it has to be something which is wiped Contained. out the record and nobody yeah. else ever. i think and people just ignore it it's going to get bored and tiring so there's... with the alien films i can see there's a point but i think the blomkamp one was the ideal compromise where they set it back just enough but there are the problems with alien 3 and resurrection but aside from that we don't need to go there i'd be happy just do a 
competent, entertaining film that doesn't trip arse over face on canon. Do it like Alien Isolation, where it's a smaller, self-contained thing which concentrates on the tension, brings back the psychosexual stuff, which Blomkamp wanted to do, bring back the Giga stuff, which again Blomkamp wanted to do, write it well. We need something written well, but keeping in mind that whoever you choose, it's going to go through about five to seven at least different writers by the end of the process, and it could get turned upside down. But if we're talking about what we would like, one of the good things about the first AVP comic, it was self-contained. It was on, how do you spell it, Ryushi? Ryushi, yeah. And it was its own little planet, and they talked about and sent an SOS signal, the Marines are going to come here, but they never show up in it. It was all self-contained, and it works so well. So much of the stories are that anyway. Yeah. Yes, they are. And, and especially recently as well. That's the problem with a hard reboot, I think, is even if it's good, people are not, they're never going to hold it in the same regard as the originals. I mean, look at RoboCop. That was a, that was a reboot that I actually liked. I went to the theater like not expecting remake, much. Remake, though, isn't it? That's not. I'll take your Robocop and raise you. I'll raise you Mad Max real, Fury Road. Real quick, Mad Max Fury Road was an unrelated sequel. It was not a hard reboot. But isn't the point again? This, this is the franchises that we're in. Mad Max's stories are the point of perhaps Mad Max wasn't one guy, or perhaps they're all just tales. It's that barroom true, mentality. True. But when you look at Alien, you're looking at who created man. The engineers, you know, who created the xenomorph? You've constricted yourself so much with these films. With, with the prequels, I will ad- admit that I felt like their interpretations of the jockey as well as the alien origins really constricted the universe. And that's why I have to kind of, you know, fans have their ways of dealing with that, yeah. be it, oh, someone else created the engineers or David recreated the, the alien. So I don't think new films need to be tied to those interpretations. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, and maybe we're kind of of like just doing semantics here and oh yeah we're con- canon and continuity and reboot well, this and is, remake this is part of my future for the universe but you have to look at it this way one day it will be too old the predator 1987 film will be too old alien will be too old well, how, then, how do you mean it will be too old well because i mean if you still work as stories they'll as long still as you work but yeah. 50 years down the road I won't go as far as King Kong 1933, which is a great film, by the way, if anyone's checked it out, if they're afraid of a black and white film. But eventually, I do think that you have to... They refer- age really well. That's the thing. Yeah, With Alien, I don't, I don't Aliens think, and Predator, like, you're never going to have... Well. Predator 2 is definitely very 1990, 1990. Ah, take the dagger out of <laughs> my heart. Yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> a very 1990s film, however you feel about it. But Alien <laughs> and Aliens, they will still be getting rewatched 30 years from now. I, and and I, I think... I knew this was going to be controversial. Fans There's are still got gonna... to be a point to replacing them. If you're just replacing them for replacement's sake... Let me get this out here, okay? Fans are are just attached to this franchise, and I feel like Alien and Predator are like Star Wars. Not to the same level of popularity, obviously, but they have a built-established universe over multiple decades, and you're never going to see a reboot of Star Wars. They're never going to be like, okay, guys, here's new Star Wars. It's just always going to build upon the universe. They might do completely new stories in, in that universe that but focus on characters is, we've never seen. Your problem is you're looking at a confine. Imagine Star Wars is about one character. Maybe the movie was called Luke Skywalker. 
Okay. And you already know his origin. You already know so much what's happened to him. It's it, Star Wars is so much bigger than the Xenomorph. Exactly. You, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Star Wars. I'm talking about the integrity of the franchise, not focusing on a character. I'm I'm well, just saying Xenomorph, I don't know exactly know what you're origins. asking for here with, with what you want for the Alien universe. But in terms of wiping the slate clean, that's the kind of wording that gets me a little nervous as a fan. Because I know, I know. Um, it was a lot of soul searching for this, you know, <laughs> but I, then I was able, I hated it. I hate it. You'll see me in the forum say, no way we could keep the existing lore and stuff. But the more I thought about this, you know, once I pulled the bandaid off and said, okay, we still have our original universe. I get excited with the idea of all this fertile ground that if someone correct in charge that can control all of this, can broaden this alien, not alien versus predator universe, but alien predator universe is APU and just create this whole universe of this and, and still keep the integrity of the creatures. And I just get excited over it and I see all the potential over it. And I think all of us will come back for that. It's not going to alienate the, we're going to get pissed if off. It's, if first. it's done well, yeah. The, well, the, of thing, the, the danger is basically the whole proverb about, is it wise to throw the baby out with the bathwater? Now that's why I personally am, am the kind of person who regards all the comics, all the games, all the books, they're nice little what ifs, but I don't regard them as can The only things I regard as canon are the films. And I think, fine, if you're talking about just rebooting all the books and that, because that's what Dark Horse has already done repeatedly, it wouldn't be new. But if you're talking about just Disney saying, like they did with Star Wars, okay, what we've got, all the fire and stone stuff even, that's no longer relevant. I don't think anyone is going to be upset. It's when you start saying, we are going to remake Alien. You could do it. Alien is a film where you could remake potentially superior, but it would need very, very, very talented people to do it in a unbelieved to. I think remaking Alien not is not what I'm I'll, saying. You, you you wouldn't remake Alien. You'd, you but then you're not chucking it out. Yeah. What's what? What would be the point then of a brand? I think I think you're right with the throwing the baby out with the bathwater, Eric. I think we can do exactly what you're talking about, Voodoo, but not wipe the slate clean at the same time. You can have it be compatible, but have it be totally new at the same time. Just some other corner of the galaxy. I think the problem is when you plan a new universe, it never, never works out. Yeah, don't don't plan with sequels in mind. Just make your it's, story. It's like it's yeah, like Universal tried to do with with the Dark Universe with the Mummy films, right? Like, hey guys, we have a new franchise planned. That's not how it works. It never works out when you make a movie with the intention of making a franchise. Now, when you have a franchise that is naturally developed, like Alien and Predator, you can build on that and make new sequels. But I feel like if you're starting fresh and you're like, we're going to do this new franchise, it almost never works out. You have to make a movie with the right intentions. And with Alien Be and Predator, I feel like the, the strongest, newest stories will be made by people who really respect those originals. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's not just, I think, franchise. It's ongoing arc as well. So... Prometheus was made with the intent of it being two films. Covenant was made with the intent of another fucking four or six films. Predator, the Predator was made with the intent of another three films or some bollocks like that. Even when it comes to these films, even when we are going to pick a corner of the galaxy and, and make a new self-contained film, make it a self-contained story. Yeah. Like the I mean, even look yeah. at something else which isn't AVP, the Terminator films. Terminator 1 was made with the intention of it being its own little, it was literally a, a self-contained loop of a story. 
Terminator 2, they did it because it's successful, but Cameron was passionate for that story. He realised you could do a third, but that wasn't his intention. And then I think from the third one onwards, they were doing it like an executive, let's just do ter- do stories and slap a Terminator label on it. They weren't passionate about getting a story right, making it done competently. And that's that's the whole weird, and like especially The Predator, that was very much done with the intent of it being a so-called flagpole blockbuster thing instead of just trying to make a good predator film which i think where predators i think they try to just make a good predator film and i think it's not universally loved but people can see that they can appreciate it's done with that in mind avp the first one of those was very much done with it being the the end of the script is literally done what happens next in avp annihilation and it's back to predators even predators from the cliffhanger yeah, yeah. Uh, sem- Semi-cliffhanger. I mean, you had a resolution even if they were still stuck on the planet. I do think, yeah, I think you make a good point there, Eric. I feel like, and maybe this this wasn't the case initially with The Predator, but it became a, a film that felt like it was made by committee, whereas Predators felt yeah. like even if they had some some universe things they had to adhere to, Fox was like, okay, Troublemaker, you make this movie. We trust you. And they did. Whereas The Predator, it was a lot of second guessing and a lot of like, eh. And I think that that always hurts movies. It hurt the Thing prequel. But I want to get to a lighter topic, gentlemen, if we're all done with this one. Um, I want to I move to, I'll let you finish, Aaron, but I want to move to the short term. I want us to talk about in the next few years what we would want to see from these franchises. As they do finish. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll finish up. <laughs> Look, I, what did I say in the beginning? You know, get your torches and pitchforks, right? I knew it was going to be a controversial statement. I knew you guys were going to hate me afterwards, but uh, it was just honestly thinking in terms of the future with this universe and to grow it. But yeah, I'll, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. My last phase will be expand the new universe. Okay. And basically, uh, within all forms of television, film, comic books, they need to expand it. And and you don't simply, we, I wouldn't simply look at alien and predators. To me, that would almost be small thinking in this universe. I would give characters their own line, like a predator in the vein of Ahab. I would make him a full character and give him his own comic series or an AI that's designed to hunt down the xenomorphs. Give her her own series, you know, her own serialized story and just don't stop there. If you guys have ever watched movies like like John Carpenter's The Thing and you say to yourself, oh, yeah, I could see that happening in that alien or predator universe. You know, I could see that existing. Do that. Expand the universe design. Expand into new, interesting and horrific creatures and let them exist in that alien predator universe. You know, give them their own writer, give them their own book, their own comic series. And it will draw current followers already invested in the Alien and Predator universe, but it will also interest new readers in checking out this brand new monster. So, you know, yeah, and it, it, well, no, no, that's still Covenant still involved the Xenomorph. I mean, yeah, you it was still... essentially about the neomorphs, and they they tried to do a spinoff. That's what you know, in, for in spin-off. Blumhouse, it's like a Blumhouse production. You know, this could be something of the Alien and Predator universe, but develop, cultivate new cre- and creatures and stuff like that. And for that, it would draw in good writers too, the ones that avoid stale existing products. The ability to create something new within that universe that exists within that universe that doesn't have to run into a xenomorph or a predator, at least not for years down the road. I think I think uh, the yeah. possibility. Abilities are exciting. Love that. 
Yay! <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's what the alien RPG yeah. does so well. Is it really presents how expansive the universe can be, and it can go beyond the creatures of just alien and the things we know from from the alien films. I mean, it, it presents all these different space politics in the alien RPG, and and we just did two podcasts on the RPG, and it just really does an effective job of immersing you in the universe and showing you how big and expansive it can it can be beyond your initial perceptions of, of the alien franchise if you if you want to get in that deep like we do so yeah I, I i see what you're saying voodoo and i i do i do want to see fresh new takes on on alien and predator i think yes you can get too tied down to wanting to recapture those originals rather than exploring new avenues in the same universe my only concern would be don't throw out the universe like eric said don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. keep the universe go new places in the universe consider this yeah. a separate phase so, yeah, the, yeah. the only qualifier I would say to that is what you've described as essentially what I've said in the recent past. It needs to go in that direction, but that works better not as a film, but as a streaming or TV show, because that works as an episodic format, I would say. I think you could do that with anything, basically. My hold up on that stuff is, is again, in the branding. So do you abandon... And again, you know, Ridley talked about it. Do you abandon Alien in the title and perhaps do like what they do with the Star Trek fan films? Excelsior, a Star Trek fan production. Do you do something different with these and go Prometheus, an Alien universe story? And then you can just do what the fuck you want because, you know, with Covenant, I would have preferred a film that was purely Neomorphs. Don't shoe on the alien in at the end of it. Give me a film about the Neomorphs. The thing that got me so obsessed with the expanded universe was my desire not to learn more about the aliens, but to learn more about the space jockeys. It's the branding. There are so many elements of the alien series that aren't the alien. You know, there's the corporate intrigue of, of Wayland Utani, the ancient space history and, and sort of Lovecraftian nature of, of the of the space jockeys. There is more to the universe and we can go further out there. You know, AJ, you, you mentioned the thing. I like to think of species as being some sort of yeah. um, of sill, being like an engineer weapon, space jockey weapon that's transmitted out there. And when a, a, a culture gets advanced enough to pick it up and recreate it, and it then wipes that culture out, you know, keeping them not a threat to the space jockeys. There are so many Giga-esque and alien-esque, and I don't really apply this to Predator just because I think Predator's so flexible as it is anyway. But in, in terms of alien stuff, yes, I would love to see that. I would love to see a book that was purely on, on the Neomorphs or something else that the engineers had created, some other, uh, I don't know, maybe a caretaker species, or maybe the engineers did find and base their stuff on the space jockeys as they are. There is more to that universe, and I would love to see it explored. You're saying that I don't think in that capacity there would be a problem with calling it alien because you come back to then the Dan O'Bannon's original concept. Alien essentially was not about the creature alien, but it was about a whole host of things which are alien to us. You could yeah, then true. say it's about an alien galaxy, an alien universe as a whole. You can still call it alien, but it doesn't have to have the familiar creature. I think Drew also mentioned that when he was talking about doing things in the RPG as well. It's not necessarily alien with a capital A as much as alien, yeah. but I, I do think it would be a fight to escape that branding with what potential audience associates it with yeah. when you're trying to sell it as a film but if you're trying to sell it as a tv show or a comic series then as i say you've got an episodic format which the audience already knows can deal with different things in any single I story i think it'd still face the same at least initially 
same really, sort of hang so. Yeah, I, I think subtitle Alien and Predator Universe or Alien Predator Universe and then still in the big words, you know, on a comic book cover issue number one. No, I mean, I mean, if if we go in with the subtitle rather than Alien, Alien. No, yeah, we take that out of it. Just Alien Predator Universe in small subtitle. I, I think that would work best personally. And I, I would very much like to see something like that. There is more to Alien than the Alien. And I, I like, you know, we, you were, Aaron, you were mentioning about rebranding again in terms of Alien. You know, I always, you know, I've mentioned before in the forums, like how Superman became Man of Steel and Batman became the Dark Knight. I'd re-sign project names, different forms in different medias as well. I mean, Alien could become, quote unquote, the perfect organism and, and Predator could become, quote unquote, the hunter. I don't. I, I genuinely don't think it is much as a problem for the Predator. I don't think it's got the same sort of holdups. I think Predator is so fucking flexible, just as it sits. Let's just go back and call it Starby the Hunter. <laughs> well, I'm I'm saying Batman had no problem as well. I mean, you know, yeah, Batman Begins, and he followed it up with the Dark Knight. That's true. Yes. So I'd welcome all of this, you know, just the freshening up, but the expansion of the universe. And that's why it led to me rebranding, you know, versus alien versus predator again was so constricting. And I would just alien predator universe and then expand it in all different forms, all different types of creatures. And there's gotta be writers out there. What? I could create my own monster, you know, that would be excited to do that in novel form in comic book form. And maybe if it's really cool enough, you know, that something like that wouldn't make it to a film you know, or a television series or something, if there's such a strong reaction to it, you know, and it's still part of this big alien predator universe. Man, I'd be so excited with that. Have you got any more? I feel like you've got a thousand, but you you don't want to go there. <laughs> I think I think I could see uh, Adam getting frustrated. Because so. he wants <laughs> his turn so bad. He wants his turn so bad. Light no, it's just, it's, yeah. it's not about me wanting my turn. For me, this feels like a canon discussion. <laughs> Whereas, like, the premise of this podcast was like, Let's talk about what we want to see coming up soon. And that's and exactly what I'd want to see, though. <laughs> I, you know, I just think that's like too big to really feasibly pull off. Like Disney's never going to take a risk like that. They're just not. Yeah, but remember, this isn't. This doesn't have to be a, a prediction of what they're going to do. This is what we want to see. If okay, if you if you want to base yours on a realistic thing, which I will be doing as well myself, but. No, I, 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 even if I, I agreed with, you know, one of its points, I, I really enjoyed, um, Oh no, no, don't, don't let me, uh, kill, kill your vibe, Voodoo. Like you make some good points and I, I do feel like the stories can be tied down. Like Eric said, I'm just concerned with the throwing the baby out with the bathwater in terms of, cause I've seen universes just try and wipe the slate clean before and I've never seen it work. But we'll we'll move on. We've discussed we'll this we'll move because on. it it does feel like yes, we are going to get trapped in this canon continuity loop. Yeah. So Adam, with your cheery, you know, two three ah. year plan, come on. What what do you want? Okay. So like I mentioned earlier, the last three films have been misfires, right? Do we all agree on that? No. No. Not you don't what think they Covenant, should have been. You wouldn't call Covenant a misfire. I think in comparison to the classics. Yeah, well, nothing's going to live up to the classics. I'm talking a solid, satisfying alien or predator film. I'd agree. For me, Prometheus and uh, the Predator, yes. Okay. You know, you know, I stand by the Covenant. I'm conflicted about the prequel because on on one hand, I'm like, please, Ridley, just leave it alone. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, 
there were some cool things to come out of the prequels. And I know a lot of fans like Clara, like like Jamie, that really like the prequels. And I'm like, that kind of would suck if they were left on this cliffhanger from Covenant. And that story was not, you know, Ridley has always sold this in, as tying into the back end of Alien. And if we never got to see that ultimate completion of that, regardless of how I feel of whatever insane ideas Ridley would throw into the third prequel, that would kind of always feel like this loose end that just never got tied up. And maybe it shouldn't be. But I think there's quite a few fans of the prequels that would be disappointed if it wasn't. You know, Ridley has mentioned he's in talks with Disney about, you know, that's in discussion, I think, is what he said. So we'll see if that happens. Honestly, for me, I'd be fine either way. Complete the prequel trilogy or don't. It's not going to change my opinion about the prequels either way. I honestly hope he does make David the space jockey in the third one. Just just so people can can write the prequels off like I do. That's vindictive. That's some vindictive bullshit right there. <laughs> Hey, moving away from the yeah. prequels, this is the future I, of AVP. So I do think that the point I was getting to was Alien and Predator haven't been satisfying for a while for me in terms of the movies. So for me, the movies for Alien and Predator, let's take a break from the expanded universe. For me, still, it feels like we're in a second golden age. Now, that that's kind of shaken a bit with the transition from Dark Horse to Marvel. So we'll see what happens with Marvel. I really hope they deliver some awesome stories next year of, of all three franchises. They were doing really good with the lineup for the um, the first omnibus, but the whole controversy with, with the art thievery. Let's have that be the last episode of that, please. But... As long as the stories are solid, if they they put together good collections, if they tell new stories with good writers and good artists, I'm really looking forward to what they do with that. I think Titan deserves to keep the license for who knows how long. I think they've been great with their stories. It's been about six years since they've had it, yeah. Just fix the covers, please. But I think they've been stronger than any of the other publishers that have ever held the license. That's not to say I haven't liked the stuff that came out from Bantam or DH Press. I did. Those are some of my favorite books. Hang on. DH Press had some of your favorite books. Yeah, a couple. Well, D- DNA War, as well as... Um, I honestly liked Forever Midnight, man. I know you fucking hated it. <sighs> I, maybe I need to read it again, but Dude. I remember really liking it. Oh, um, I forgot about the Predator side. Yes, South China Sea and Turnabout were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, those are DH Press as well. Yeah, but... I, I, I needed to know. Let's I needed not get to too know. Hung up on it. Titan has has built the best track record. I would say. Would Would you agree with that? Yeah, I th- I think even even the books that shouldn't have been good. The you know the first three were good in spite of why they shouldn't have been good. Yeah. Not to mention they've gone beyond novels. They're releasing a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. A cookbook coming out. A lot of oh, yeah. Rinsler's stuff is fucking fantastic. And hopefully, Voodoo will we will see the Predator archive that's been. Yeah. I'm only honest. mentioned in one of their upcoming pressers, but we haven't really heard it. It's supposed to come out in November, according to that, but we've yeah. heard nothing we've about heard it. Little. Yeah. And I actually um, uh, me- messaged the writer and uh, he hasn't responded to me. So yes, it's not been officially announced. Yeah. Keep, keep Titan doing their thing. A lot of people wanted an, another Alex White book. We're getting one next year. That's awesome. We have a prequel to the Alien game coming out. That's awesome. So I feel like Predator and Alien right now are very strong in their expanded media. The Predator game I've really been enjoying, even though it could still use some tuning up. But I want to see that be a live service thing. I want Hunting Grounds to have a sustainable community for at least two to three years with frequent content updates. And I want it to have like this journey of a game to get people who might not have been as into Predator into the franchise. But maybe I got the podcast nature wrong. I mean, 
what is your feeling towards AVP, right? Isn't the future, unless I'm, I'm taking I'm, this I'm, literally. Oh, it's, it's not just AVP, it's everything, I'm, basically. I'm getting to everything. Yeah. I'm getting to, well, here's, I can understand your confusion because that was our original. Yeah, that's what that you and I what had I thought even the podcast was initially, Aaron. Which was where do we want AVP to go? No, okay, so this was completely so we had a mixed up. Then. Yeah, when it, it was alien slash versus right. slash. But originally, when I when I gave uh... you this podcast idea, I said AVP. <laughs> oh, did you mean yeah. specifically AVP? I meant Shit. specifically yeah. AVP because Alien and Predator have gotten all this attention. We've gotten next to nothing on the AP side, right? Like we've had, we have the occasionable collect, the occasionable. Where did I get that word from? The occasional collectibles. But the last major releases we've had with AVP was Rage War Trilogy. We've had a couple comics and it's been good to see that come back with the final one from Dark Horse, Thicker Than Blood. But really comparing the amount of media releases of AVP to Alien and Predator, it's been minuscule. And maybe that's how it should be, I guess. But it felt like it used to be a little bit more often we would get AVP stuff with the novels and comics and games. Maybe that's just how I'm remembering it. But as far as Alien and Predator goes, I think it's time for a break for the movies. Let Predator do its thing with Titan. Titan's still doing way more Alien books than Predator. And maybe Alien's just more popular than Predator. But I think they could up the Predator book. Give us a Mm -hmm. sequel to If It Bleeds. I want another anthology story with Predator. And we we know Brian had been trying to do that. He's he's talked about that openly. I yeah. do it. I would love to see another Predator anthology book. And as I understand it, the first one did actually sell really well. As far as Alien, let's see what Noah Hawley can do. I think Alien is ripe for a series. I think we should see an Alien series in the near mm-hmm. future. Have it be a Hulu streaming thing. Have it be maybe something like American Horror Story, where you focus on a single group of characters for one season and move on to another group for the next season. Not with the same cast, though. <laughs> I would not, not with the same cast. That would be too weird, like yeah. American Horror Story does. And let me know if I'm just rambling here. If you guys want to interject, go for it. Oh, I think we'll feel free to interject where we need to, mate. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) So with Alien, I want to see a series. If you want to let Scott finish his prequel, let him finish his prequel. But let's get to it already. Like, if that's going to happen, let's do it and get it over. As much as I like Covenant, I know you like to take the piss out of me for this one. I don't like it when the aliens get involved. So I enjoy it as Neomorph Covenant or... David Covenant, not Alien Covenant. And I really do not trust Scott to finish off these prequels. I think he he would think that David being the engineer, the space jockey in Alien is a fucking stroke of genius that nobody would ever expect coming. I fully expect him to do that. I fully expect the cargo of the derelict to be the Eggmorph colonists of, of the Covenant. And I, I loathe that idea. I think I would probably quit the website if that's so the... you want Covenant to be the last of the Scott prequels? I don't want Scott's creative narrative involvement in the series anymore. I don't trust him. Would I trust yes. somebody else to maybe continue with David's story? Yes, because I like David. I genuinely love David, even in Covenant. I know a lot of people tend to think he got too Bond villain-esque, but I dug it. I think he had some nuance to him in Prometheus, and I think he he became a bit too evil villain in, in Covenant. I don't agree. I, I still liked him in Covenant. you agree with me on that, Eric? Did I say you agree with me on that? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's fine. You're allowed to be wrong. But... <laughs> it's okay. Aaron, nobody's perfect. <laughs> To that point, I would rather see somebody else continue the prequels, or we do just drop them. I think the the points you've mentioned 
earlier of just plopping a self-contained thing somewhere and doing it as a soft reboot is actually my preferred method if we're doing it theatrically. But I really do agree on the idea of we take Alien. I don't know about Predator, but we take Alien and we do long-form storytelling with it. Noah, while we don't know much about his proposed plan, you know, he had the mentality of, you know, we make this good without the Aliens. Focus on the characters, yeah. Well, no, no, it wasn't focus on the characters. It it was we make it good without the aliens, and then we give them aliens. So, you know, that's something that I think the series has missed lately, outside of David. You know, we don't have those memorable characters from the first two films in the later stuff. I enjoyed the cast from Covenant, not so much. The cast, not the characters. Yeah, true. That's Agreed. With both Covenant and Prometheus. I did not like the cast in Covenant, so... See, I love Danny McBride in Covenant, but and I suppose and a lot of the character and, and a lot of the cast, but the characters wise, they didn't really have terribly much going for them. You know, they weren't Brett, they weren't Parker, they weren't Hudson, uh, Vasquez. They weren't memorable. They were yeah. more generic. Yeah. So with Noah having this mentality of you know the, it being an interesting thing, the characters being interesting, I think is brilliant. If we have this longer form storytelling, you know, it does give more room to properly develop. Uh, the plot points properly develop some of the mysteries or, or some of the other angles of the universe. And that is genuinely the direction I would like to see it take because it would be like, it would be like a bunch of limited comic series. You know, we do a season on this thing. We do a season on that thing. We we go all over the place. And especially given the last season of um, Game of Thrones with standing, you know, television has been, there's been some truly satisfying series as lately that aren't you know there aren't the old 26 season episodes of star trek where you've got a bunch of fluff in them you know to pad out the time you know it's a different format now it's yes. a much bigger budget it's it's giving hollywood theatrical productions i wouldn't say just a run for its money but it's beating them like netflix disney plus hulu like all these streaming services are really they're the main competitors for Hollywood films now. And I think they can coexist. They don't have to be competitors. But, you know, how many Star Wars fans do you know that you see splooshing over Mandalorian compared Mandalorian, to, yeah. you know, the last six films? So I think I think that is the way I would like to see Alien go. And I think there's a good chance that we will see Alien go that way. You know, the reason that Noah Hawley's thing didn't get made was because, was it Emma Watts stopped it? Emma Watts isn't there anymore. And Disney is seeing success with The Mandalorian. So I think that that is a reasonable sort of um, hope for a future direction for Alien. I think it'll be a good home. I do think a large portion of the fan base is growing older. There was an interesting article about... Oh, remind me. There was an interesting article talking about the Predator, how incredibly successful the Predator was in the United Kingdom on, I guess, Video On Demand or Sky TV, or I'm not sure how it works over there. It was The Predator, wasn't it? The Predator. Yeah. Yeah. That did extremely well that there was this huge, impressive numbers that they didn't come out to the theaters for, but they were excited to see it at home. And it ties in, I think, to a great, a large portion of this fan base. Keep in mind, that's a lot cheaper. When people go to the cinema, it's generally a lot more expensive. Well, I I think that's going to be getting to AJ's point, is, is in how people like to watch this stuff from home now. Yeah, I think, yeah. and 
I have read some articles that go into the theaters has become a young man, young woman's sport. And because a large portion of the fan base is getting older, you know, they'll, they'll actually sit and watch these movies at home. Yeah, the cost, you know, the cost to lay down a few bucks to risk on a movie as well. But, you know, the, the ones that are really diehard with this franchise, the ones that love the originals, you know, the ones from the 70s and the 80s and stuff. The new stuff, I don't think, is really creating much in, in new fans, not as much as if these were great films. And, you know, and I think that has an effect. So I think Alien and Predator could be really successful on uh, streaming television and reach that audience that might not be going to the theater. And, well, and I think, I think even with theatrical releases, just the nature of, of how this pandemic has gone, you, you saw the tension between Universal and I think it was AMC, uh, which is the largest movie theater chain in, in the United States. And they came to a compromise where Universal could release a new film, like let's say the third Jurassic World film in theaters. Three weeks later, it's on video on demand. So the exclusivity windows are, are going to be shortened and theaters are going to have to compete by making a night out experience like a premium night out experience where you get dinner, you get drinks and you enjoy a movie there with your date or whatever. But more and more like theatrical movies are going to be released on streaming services, you know? So no, you don't have to do a show and you could definitely do an alien movie released on streaming services for sure. Well, that that's kind of going to be one of my sort of hopes as, as well. Well, let me wrap up mine real quick because I have a couple more things. <laughs> so I want to see another game from Rebellion, right? Oh, yes. Because... They are the granddaddies of they, AVP. They are the granddaddies of AVP. They were one of the original creators beyond the, the first comics. And for multiple generations, as far back as the Atari Jaguar, then on PC, then on... Well, I, I guess I didn't realize this, Aaron, but the Super Nintendo AVP was actually the first AVP game. It was before the, really? the, the Jaguar version, uh, yeah. yeah um, the Jaguar one was... I thought the Jag, yeah. I thought I thought it was as well, but it's not. I looked it up. The Super Nintendo AVP. Oh, you've already done the research, have you? Yeah. This was is surprising. Enjoy this, guys. But Rebellion are still the granddaddies because they did the first major PC release in the first first person game, and the first game where you could play as all three of the species. So it's been ten years since they did AVP 2010, which I think was a fantastic game. Has aged well graphically. I think it may have come up a bit short with some receptions, probably because funding was tight, given the situation with Colonial Marines. Well, there was a whole drama around that, wasn't it? I mean, they were Sega was sinking funds into Colonial Marines and Crucible, and then they picked up AVP when Vivende was sold. So, and it was a case of we push this game out. We need to recoup the costs from these yeah. two alien games that aren't going anywhere. So, yeah, there's a whole drama around that. The game. I think was harmed by some of the business drama going on at the time, unfortunately. I think now with the new console generation launching, it would be a perfect time to bring Rebellion back and create a new game in the series. I don't know if you've seen Aaron, but Rebellion has actually set up their first digital film studio in the UK, like all digital film studio, which uses the same technology as The Mandalorian, where they create these big virtual sets with these three 60 degree screens running the Unreal Engine in real time. And they can create these amazing virtual slash practical sets. Like, can you imagine if they made a new AVP game with live action cutscenes, just like oh. they did in the original computer game, but filmed with that new technology? And even using that for like short films as well, or a proper right. series like Mandalorian. Yeah. So give Rebellion help. Let Rebellion have like an AVP anthology series. Like you could do a live action series that would tie into a new game or something. Maybe I don't know if that would be a bit much, but whatever it is, give Rebellion AVP. 
Just give it to them. Let them do something. So that's Why one thing. Another that's a- because they are the granddaddies. Yeah, but that that's nostalgia. There could be better <sighs> options. I wouldn't say only allow rebellion. I would hey, say I would whoever say the hell give, is best. I would say give Monolith another chance, but they seem dead set on just making Lord of the Rings games it forever. They're they're done with horror. But. but it doesn't need to be someone who has made one before. It can That's be true. another developer. That's I true. I think, I think it could be a new developer. Like Ubisoft, I think they showed they care about the Predator with, with their little mission for Ghost Recon Wildlands. If they were going to do a full Predator game, I would love to see that as well. Especially in the in the veins of Ghost Recon as well. Predator begging begging for an open world game simulator see this goes back to though i i love what you guys are saying i really do but it goes back to will they green light a budget for what you're saying i think they're much more likely to green light things like video games like comics like novels the expanded universe is going to be where it's at right now for the franchises i think the movies have not performed well enough that they will take a break on those with the exception of maybe a third avp movie because it's and this is what i was going to get to it's been long enough the last one came out in 2007 that I think you could do a third ABP movie, have it be in the future around the aliens time, have it be unrelated to the first two. I would like to see that maybe release it on streaming, maybe do theatrical. I don't care. I just want a complete trilogy with that. Even if the third film is completely unrelated to the first two. It it wouldn't financially, they would do yeah. an alien and then a predator. And then if they're financially successful, then merge them is what they would do. And right mm, now, Resurrection wasn't successful. It wasn't you, that successful. Yeah, but right as of right now, if you're talking about AVP, you've got like a much bigger budget that you would need for an AVP yeah, film. You, you have to remember that AVP has been solid. You know, back then, the concept wasn't solid on a theatrical level. It was a spectacle that got continually sort of shit on a little bit as we got further towards it but it was still a spectacle now it wouldn't be yeah but from an from studio executive that's how studio executives would think yeah no no i'm agree i'm agreeing i'm agreeing with you is the you know they would plant that seed in the garden sat seed in the garden see if it it's resonant because they would look in purely in terms of financial they wouldn't yeah, look at it in exactly. terms of facts exactly. well the first the alien predator film. needs to prove it's still worthy of yeah. that mashup the first from a financial we, we know level. there's a demand for it if it's competent like a competent alien or predator film but studio executives they wouldn't think of they would they would think of it in terms of like marvel you know avengers endgame where they've got to do individual characters first whereas it, they could just do pvp and yeah. then lead into alien and predator separately but they wouldn't think like that perhaps but i do think avp1 performed well enough that it has to have been mentioned somewhere behind the scenes AVP2 internationally, I think, did okay. It had such a low budget that even though it didn't perform as well as they were probably hoping, it wasn't a flop. It wasn't the success the first AVP movie was. But they uh, look at the rates. Executives look at the rate of growth or the rate of decline. I mean, they, they like Prometheus. I'm a yeah, Prometheus. but they also look at nostalgia. They want to bank on nostalgia, especially But there is no when... nostalgia for AVP because of those films. Well, there is outside of the films, which is why I think you should draw on the games and the comics with a third film. Well, I mean, they might look at sales of Alien Isolation, and we we do know that kind of budget um, they consider is a disappointment, considering the sales versus what they spent. Now, who knows what it's going to be with Hunting Grounds, yeah. but Hunting, Hunting Grounds is a cheaper game. 
it's going to be in relation to cost spent. And I don't know if they're going to see an avenue with that. That's why they're not making a, a sequel to Covenant. They saw such a box office decline between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. They even lowered the budget because Prometheus guys just barely broke even. But, and, but um, that was before the outbreak. Right now, the outbreak, a film like an alien film, Disney has lost billions from their theme park closing that we will not see even a hint of an alien production for i would say possibly three years at minimum Maybe. we are just not going to see it with the finances the way they are at the moment well not you with might finances see something with with like short but that's right. if, if you assume disney are going to do something like an alien film as shorts they they might or they might not and here's another wish list thing for me now that you're bringing up the finances. You can do an effective alien film on a much smaller budget, I think. Um, yes. And the can. studio I would love to see handle that is Blumhouse. They make horror films that make stupid amounts of money on very, very low budgets. And they've expressed interest in making it in film. I don't know how apt Disney would be to work with them since they typically work for Universal, which is a main competitor of Disney. But if they could produce an alien film, I would love to see it. I think so, they'd keep that in-house, though. I really do. It's just like comics going over to Marvel. Doesn't Maybe. Matter. I mean, the fact that it's an R-rated property is kind of new ground for Disney. They may want to outsource something like that. I still think so. they're going to use studios for their R-rated properties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Blumhouse is a studio. As in Fox 20th Century Studios. Right. But I mean, you can... Well, there's a difference between a production company and, and like multiple production companies. I mean, like 20th Century Fox produced Predators, but it was made by Troublemaker Studio. So they would still produce an alien film, but it would be made by Blumhouse. Yeah, that was Fox. Disney management, I think, wants to keep everything under the same roof. Maybe direct they do. control. Maybe they do. This is just like a wish list thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You mentioned doing shorts and other things. What I would love to see is those other things. Now, I've recently been on a kick rewatching the Starship Troopers films. And ever since I've been a kid, you know, I, I've had the Roughneck Chronicles, the animated show that they did for Starship Troopers, and the Spirit Within, the Final Fantasy thing. And you've heard me talk about, everybody's heard me talk about this before, you know, I want an animated Alien or Predator or Alien versus Predator thing. Whether that be a short, we know shorts work, the anniversary shorts proved this, and to the point of it being a realistic kind of thing, we know that somebody's made an AVP anime. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of that yet. Give us the anime already. I want that anime or I want other animes. I think AVP and Predator, Predator particularly, suit doing uh, animated things. Because you can go so, again, because of how flexible I think the Predator series is, you could do so many fucking weird styles with Predator. The I'm, I'm a big fan of Halo as well. You know, Halo apes on Alien and Predator quite a lot. And Halo has done a series of animated things called Halo Legends. And it was all different styles of, of animation. Are you talking about like the Animatrix did? Uh, like the Animatrix as well, yes. Completely yeah. different style, yeah. So I think Predator would be ripe for something like that, just showing off all these different styles to show off the different tones that Predator could work in, the different situations that Predator could work in, the different narratives that Predator could work in, because I do think it is incredibly flexible, and I don't think this has been realised enough yet. The comics... Yes, they've definitely done it. And I think If It Bleeds was a good a good way of showing it as well. But I want to see that in moving images. And animation in particular, I think, would be perfect for Predator. AVP, I think, again, going back to Starship Troopers, 
the last two Starship Troopers films they've done have been animated ones, um, as in CG. Talking about Traitor of Mars and Invasion. Yeah. And I was watching those and, and I was just going, why have they still not done an alien versus predator or aliens like this? Yeah. A, a semi-realistic but still stylized CG anime would be an awesome fit. I think of, you know, me, another franchise I really love is Resident Evil. And they've done three Resident Evil animated films that are actually part of the canon, unlike the live action Mila Jovovich films that a lot of fans were disappointed with. And now they've just announced a new Resident Evil series, also part of the game's canon that Netflix is doing. And so I would love to see that type of animation with Alien and Predator. But we know, like you said, Aaron, well, we don't know. But from what we've heard, the anime is complete. Like, it's ready to be released, as far as we know. It's just a licensing issue. It won't so, ever get released. I, I thought it wasn't complete. No, it's complete. But the problem is Disney won't... They are not going to see it financially viable enough to buy. And well, Netflix that, are not, don't have the rights to sell it. It is going to remain yeah, in... It's, a, it's a licensing ever. issue. So, so maybe you can refresh my memory. I thought it was going to be a series of episodes, and they only completed two or three of them. That is a, it was one single sort of film. Was it a short film? As far okay. as we it, was a, it was a full season. It was kind of like... It was a, uh, series. It was a series then. I well, it why wouldn't they release it then? Because it, Disney owns the copyright. Because when, when Disney bought Fox, Disney, that was when they were going to start bringing out their own streaming service. So as soon as that, that's why they took all the Marvel stuff. Oh, no, actually, Netflix did it themselves. But that's why Disney is trying to bring all the Marvel so, stuff in-house to their own streaming right. service. Now, they would see Netflix as a competitor and they think, why should we allow them to make money off of something we own? But if the only already- thing I could think of is an exception is if it was already paid for and made and it's a more adult property they wouldn't want to release that on disney plus they might want to release it on hulu but if netflix paid for it then it's like what the hell do you do and you gotta imagine disney gets a portion of the proceeds when that's for sure yeah Yeah. so if it's already in the can it doesn't make sense not to release it because they are denying a competitor profit they would release it under their own stuff, but Disney would not see any point in spending money on buying it when they could just make another one themselves. Yeah, and I mean, when when I bring up the uh, the anime, I, I mean to more to say that at least Fox went there, so I would like to see Disney go there. Yeah, but if something's been made, I want to see it. Like, I'd like, I'd like to see it, but I just don't expect the artists who worked on it. Like their work's never going to be be seen. Like that's got to feel bad. <sighs> That's, yeah. that's how Hollywood is, though, unfortunately. That's true. Do we have any other examples out there of shows in the can that never been released? Well, I'm sure there's a few. The Tremors series. There is, yeah, the Tremors was... series. They, they, they filmed the first episode and just scrapped it. They never oh, released no, they, the series. They aired some of that, I'm pretty sure. But I, I know well, there, I will there was there was, was multiple the, tremors you remember the kate beckinsale and who hugh jackman van helsing film yeah. they they did a pilot episode and a limited version of that as a tv show apparently it had nothing whatsoever to do with the film it was just called van helsing but that never got released that never oh. saw the light of day yeah pilots all the time don't get released i remember that wonder woman pilot that actually got leaked on the internet but a full series oh, yeah. with episodes i mean we don't really know the scale of it so when they say full series maybe it was you know, We're just basing this on the reporting by perfect organism. Yeah. I mean, we've since, you know, we know it existed. We yeah. know it was finished. The details exactly of it, we don't know. No. I mean, honestly, for me, it would depend, like, I'm not a big fan of anime because a lot of it is very style over substance. However, I do 
really like what Netflix did with Castlevania. That was a oh, really yeah. nice anime. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Love Death Robots as well. Another yeah. perfect yes. example of why it would just work formats, so well. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, fully agree with that. But that is also why, rather than anime, I would personally vastly prefer a pure, really, they'd have to put the budget up for it, but like Love, Death, Robots, a pure CGI short. I'd vastly prefer that over an anime thing, because I think with CGI, you not just the detailing, but you get much more in the way of inertia and the kind of dynamics you would need with an alien or predator or especially AVP film. But you could just... It just allows you to do so much more with lighting, and lighting is a really powerful tool, especially with the Alien series. I, I think talking specifically Alien, I would agree with you in terms of you do do that in a in a more realistic fashion. I think AVP and Predator is where I would just like to see those stylized elements used. Alien, yes, I would go. I would go down that more realistic route. Because I mean, you you can put. We have had there were some short demonstration reels of like a cartoon with an eight. A colonial marine facing off against an alien. It was like five minutes. Now it's compare that. Yeah, but compare no, no, that. that was war games. It was like a Clone Wars era yeah. kind yeah. of Cartoon Network kind of thing. Compare that to the very short trailers they did for Alien Isolation, which was that was probably the best stuff I've seen on a screen for. It was Alien. Blur Studios, wasn't it? No, it wasn't yeah. Blur. It was somebody else because they also did a trailer for Clone Marines, the Contact trailer. I'll just I'll just Google it while you talk. Was the stuff pitch- they made into a series? No, no, that was a, that was a separate thing. I'm talking about they they were actual like the trailers they did for okay. isolation. Because Alien Isolation, they made that into a yeah, yeah. Series. That that was yeah. sort of combining the games. This was one where it was good a, concept, a, bad execution on that one. Amanda going into a garage and she's sort of getting parts of a little robot, and then uh, she has to hide from an alien. Okay, that was perfect. That Axis Studios what CGI that was. could do. I'd want to see that very much if they're going to do shoots. I think that was something that Fox did look at, you know, when they were doing the sort of digital series was was visiting these guys, but they were just again, it's budget. It's yeah, it's budget. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see Axis Studios do. It's like my desire to see Blur do something for Halo. You know, they they've proven themselves. Axis has proven they can do some phenomenal CG alien stuff with the contact trailer, with the improvised stuff like that. That I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Axis did um, improvise in those isolation ones as well. But proof of concept, it's there. Do something with it, and that yes, I would fucking love that so much. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, I think it's sort of echoed what Adam was saying in terms of what I'd like to see happen. I do. I I'm so desperate for a uh, current AVP. I enjoyed 2010, but it didn't. I don't know whether this is just because of the era of gaming that we're in now. AVP2 had such an impact on me in terms of gaming and, and fandom, you know, because of how long I could play that and how much the community supported that. And, and 2010 doesn't enjoy that kind of dedication and longevity. I'm so desperate for an AVP that would do that, you know, that that would allow fan-generated content, that would allow us to make our own missions and skins and stuff like that. So I'd definitely like to see that. I'm I'm very curious to see how this new Cold Iron thing goes. As far as we know, it's coming out next year, given the fact that they've been well, we testing it with... You, you theorize. I'm theorizing it's a realistic possibility because they found a publisher, hopefully the final one now, so the studio changed hands a little bit, but now they seem to have found a new publisher that's committed to seeing the game to release. But as far as we know, we've 
well, they've admitted that they've tested the game with music. And typically music is not recorded for a game until the later stages. The prequel novel was supposed to come out this October. It's been delayed to the spring. So next year would make sense. I think I would hope they would tease it finally during the Game Awards, give us a title. But just like Predator Concrete Jungle, I expect this to be a bigger budget game than that, obviously, and be more expansive given the amount of time they've worked on it in terms of scope. I do think the comparisons to Destiny will will probably be accurate, but I do hope it maintains those shooter elements and doesn't go too far into the uh, MMO side of things, which is what Daybreak is kind of known for. With that being our only upcoming one and None, none of those kind of games have really dragged me in. I, I couldn't get into Destiny. I couldn't get into... What's the Tom Clancy one? Ghost Recon Wildlands? No, the other one. Division. I couldn't oh. get in. I couldn't get into those, so I'm... I'm I'm a little hesitant about this one. I think Warframe for me, if they if they use the template of Warframe as a looter shooter, like you have these little mini expeditions down to the planet and you go back to your ship and you have new gear and stuff. I was surprised, especially as a free to play game. Now I don't hope this is free to play, but if they if it was going to be free to play, Warframe would be the perfect template for an aliens game. Perfect template for me now having had the hardware to test it out. If they're going to do another AVP game, and I'm sure someone will eventually, I think right now the technology has matured enough to make it virtual reality. I would love to see an AVP film in virtual reality. Something built from the ground up for VR would be incredible absolutely incredible i got a taste of that with with alien descent and that was a you know yes. a walk through attraction which i hope to see back yeah that that was crazy immersive as an alien fan to be able to do that and if they were to build a vr experience for the ground up now we did have a predator vr game that looks just kind of gimmicky vr game yeah i mean it, it doesn't have arcade. to be vr exclusive you could have av an avp game with vr option but I think if you made it optional to have yeah. VR, that would well, be... Well, Resident Evil 7 had that option. You look at Alien Isolation, you know, the, the work that that modder has done, that could have easily been patched into the game. I still think they should have released a VR edition of Isolation. That would have been awesome. It would have had so many heart attacks. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as good, though. I've I've played Isolation VR, and while it is still good, it's not it's not built from the ground up for it, so it doesn't work perfectly. I would love something built from the ground up for yeah, VR. It does need to have that architect, yeah. and then then it then it can also work as its own traditional thing, like Persistence, which is a sci-fi horror thing that was released as a VR thing and then released as a traditional thing afterwards. That's kind of like what I'd like to see as well. So I think. That's pretty much everything in terms of in terms of my desires. You know, let's keep Titan going strong, and we'll have to see how Marvel does. Eric, lead us, lead us away towards the end. I think we've covered most things. I would say, in terms of film continuity development, whether you whether or not you go the it's wrong to say the Blomkamp route because he was going to take a account of Alien Three and Resurrection more the Weaver route of um, setting it after Aliens or Alien Resurrection. Regardless whether you do that, I think if you're going to do another film, it should be a sequel. And if you really have this burning desire to see what happened with David, include those elements in flashbacks. You don't have to devote an entire film to a prequel now because it's like Aaron said, I don't trust Scott. We've already heard his ideas, what he wants to do. He wants to make it all about the, quote, dangers of developing AI. He wants to make it like a War of the Worlds thing. It, that's like tyrannid, Warhammer type stuff. That's not alien stuff. 
but if some, someone if there's a demographic that has this burning need to find out what is the resolution with david or even what was the story behind the derelict you can do that stuff in in flashbacks in a new sequel that doesn't have to ha- be painted into that prequel corner i think that would be the way to do it in fact an interesting way to do it would be um like they did with the fourth Hellraiser film, where that actually started off in like Victorian days or a little bit further back, and then it, it went back to like the present, and then it did into the future, and it was like a semi-anthology thing, but it had one single thread of a story that sort of connected it all together, which would be an interesting route. That could be interesting with Predator, you know, like AJ said earlier yeah. about a recurring predator character that that would be fun because again we've we've all completely failed to mention the idea of moving the predator around in the timeline in in a moving sense i think i think we've always said that predators stories set back in time in historical events would definitely be a draw oh god yeah i mean think how popular dark ages is and that's mm-hmm. that's a fan film. Give us that on a theatrical level. I mean, it would be expensive, but I think that would do really well. Yeah, because Predator films, unlike uh, alien films, tend to usually revolve around them encountering aliens and then someone says, oh my God, we can't let them get back to civilization. Whereas with a Predator film, it's about hunting down a limited number of people anyway. The only, you know, consequences it would have if it, is if it set off its self-destruct. Aside from that, Predator is uniquely suited to being set at any period in time. Yeah, I think shorts, especially with The Mandalorian, that is has really been the testing ground in terms of the studios are now aware of just how viable financially putting that out on a streaming service. You wouldn't really have had that in past times it's only really now that that is a really mature viable medium if i had to make a prediction i would say we, we might see shorts before another film what else have we covered though i think what haven't we covered at this point yeah is... really i mean uh, we could say like i don't know a theme well no they were going to do a theme what's happened with that theme park that they were doing down it's still being made is that that hasn't been you mean the malaysia one is disney taken over yet or I think, Adam, you probably know better at this point, wouldn't you? What's the state of um, Fox World Gentings? So I've been keeping up with... um, No, it's not in limbo. They came to an agreement in court with Disney. They're changing the name. I think it's Genting Sky Worlds now or something. It was going to be called 20th Century Fox World before, but naturally. They they still get to use some of the properties, and I'm pretty sure Alien is still a property. I've been keeping up with construction updates on that, and construction is mostly complete. It looks like it's 90 complete as far as I can tell. They were planning to open this year. The pandemic obviously slowed that down and halted those plans. Assuming the world kind of gets back to normal next year, they'll probably be open sometime next summer. But yeah, that's something I've, I've had my eye on since they announced it like what seven years ago or something like it's been a minute that's been a long process but as far as i can tell it's just an aliens themed land a little different than we originally saw with the concept art you know they first had this big derelict now doesn't look like that anymore it looks like more aliens colony aesthetic where they have a number of different theme park style rides that you see in in a number of theme parks like the elevator drop and a couple of rides that maybe are catered towards families but they do have the main attraction which looks like a, a part dark ride part roller coaster type deal which that has some some potential and i would love to hopefully find myself in malaysia to experience that 
kind of reminds me of the Revenge of the Mummy ride, if anyone's been on that in the Universal Studios parks, whereas it's part coaster, part dark ride, but really cool. So that's what I'm hoping from that. Speaking of the theme parks and stuff like that as well, I mean, I know we mentioned Descent earlier. I'd like to see that travel. Yeah, I they... I, I would imagine with the amount of work they put into that, they weren't planning on it just being a one-time thing. I wonder if the Disney transfer is going to halt that as well as the pandemic. But I would love to see that back. I would love to see like different adventures set up. So like each time you experienced it, it would be like a different planet or something, a different operation. Weren't they on about introducing Predator into that as well? Or am I getting mixed up with Alien War? You might uh, be thinking of Alien, Alien War. War. This brings us to another part of things I'd like to see, which are attractions, like actual experiences we get to do. Like we did the Madame Tussauds thing in, in London, Aaron, and I thought that was fun. But as a concept, that really works, doing those spooky walkthroughs, like the, the ones they did for Halloween Horror Nights were fantastic. So I would love to see more of that. And to this day, Alien remains the only R-rated property that's ever been represented inside of a Disney theme park, on, formerly in the Great Movie Ride. So I think Alien and Predator both have real potential in terms of actual physical attractions that you you go visit and experience and i would love to see more of those in the years ahead yeah i, I can't think there aren't many things that alien at least has not because they're even bringing up out of cookery books soon what hasn't it done like a, a scratch and sniff card game <laughs> i don't know how that would work because uh, we've now got the rpg which is very good you know I, I would say what i would like to happen is for i mean this goes in general for films really physical releases on dvd and blu-ray for them to bring back the special feature stuff because there is that move now to just make everything digital and with the most recent terminator film which i wasn't a fan of but with that they had the physical release which was basically just the film and maybe one or two other things but they had all the special features on the digital release but of course what happens if that goes off the servers or whatever you want your own copy i would like to see a return for that just in general for all films really no argument here it's unfortunate that it seems special features and and physical media are on the way out on the way out, they're losing to, to digital. You know, I watched a, a YouTube video recently done by Alien Theory where he went over the original Alien Legacy DVD releases. And just seeing all that, the different animated menus for those, all the work they yeah. put into that, all the new special features. That's I really do miss that. My original, I've got like four or five versions of the Alien and Aliens DVD just because of those menus. Yep. No, one of my best memories as a fan will always be opening that anthology when it came out around holiday time. Uh, or not anthology, the, the quadrilogy. The first quadrilogy was unfolding it and unfolding it. And it was this big... I think the set was a little different in the UK, Aaron. I think Our, it was ours like a, was a um, was just a book style thing. But mm -hmm. our anthology was like that. Uh, was like that with the unfolding. Yes. God, that, that friggin' deep... Charles spoiled me when it came to special features and knowledge of, of the films. God. <laughs> Oh, it's here's, be a here's, here's something I would really like to see. <sighs> you have so much merchandise with figures and statues and people. We post them on the forums. Oh, but these guys, they've made this. And you look at the price of the thing. It's thousands and thousands. Nobody's going to afford it. I'd like to see a return to affordable merchandise, please. 
especially today in the age of 3D printing, you do not even have to make them solid pieces. You can make them hollow. It cuts down on the price for the sheer raw materials. With things like 3D printing, we should have had a return to the older prices uh, that people can get like two or three figures for whatever. They were nice to look at. Imagine what they could do in today's world with today's level of detail, but making that so that ordinary people can afford them. I would love to see that. Even the, the necker stuff nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I could I could buy a McFarland's or a Necker's early figures for like 15 quid a piece. Now yeah. we're talking 30, What's 35, happened? 40. I think you guys should check out Diamond Select. I'm not sure if yes, they've done... I was, I was just going to bring them up because they've been doing PVC stuff. And but they, yeah, it was the PVC statues that they've just done recently, wasn't it? But in particular... The coin banks. Money banks. These things are fantastic looking. Yeah. Yeah. How much was that one? 20 quid. Nice. And Diamond Select does these like 12 inch statues made out of PVC. They're hand painted and they look like the resin and they look like they're $150 statues. And they just did one of the uh, Jungle Hunter, I think. I but honestly only- like that one because they used the mask of AVP 2010 <laughs> and then unmasked. <laughs> he looked pretty terrible when they released that one. Mezco is, is supposed to release a big chap and a Jungle Hunter figure soon. So... How much are those, gonna be? those are probably a little more pricey. Those are probably be yeah. 50, 60 range. But yeah, again, so I'm, I'm happy to see a wide range of collectibles now, all the way from the NECA and Diamond Select stuff to Sideshow yeah, doing. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's stuff. one thing to have loads of this stuff, but if not many ordinary people can afford two or three of it, it's, it just rubs me the wrong way. I would like to see a return to that. You're able to get this stuff with today's quality at the prices where you go, yeah, you used to be able to get this stuff for cheaper. Well, I think part of that's just inflation. And Yeah, but it wasn't that long ago. Especially 3D printing is meant to make things much cheaper to create. I, I think import tax has a lot on it as well. I mean, especially for us, you know. I remember talking about it with, with my comic shop. Yeah, he was saying about how um, import tax really affected it. I mean, I don't think I've really talked about it on the podcast, uh, but you guys know how much I'm into Airsoft. Yeah. And there's a particular Japanese brand called Tokyo Marui. And back when I started 10, 15 years ago, they were really good quality, but for a really good price, you know, 150 pounds. Nowadays, you'll be lucky if you can get them for under 300 quid. And a lot of that is to do with import tax. So real world bollocks there. Yeah, I think that's everything. One last thing we, we'd, we'd like to see more stuff better made, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Catch it comes down to it, yeah. that's, that's we what we'd like to see. I forgot to mention one thing. I love the Alien Anniversary shorts. I would love to see a physical release of that with behind-the-scenes mm. material. Yep. And next year is a perfect opportunity. It's the 35th anniversary of Aliens. Give us another competition, another set of anniversary shorts, uh, so some filmmakers can, can show us what they got. Editing software, though. Make it open. Yeah, but give us the, the vibe and aesthetic of Aliens, something to celebrate that second film's anniversary. You you don't have to have everyone have Colonial Marines in it or anything, but just have the vibe of that time period in the series, I think. And it'd be nice to see that stuff for Predator as well. I mean, oh, again, yeah. because yeah, of the sure. flexibility of the Predator series, do all sorts. Well, it'd and be just... nice to see Alien Day make it, but I understand that's the outbreak that's, you know, that, that Disney yeah. haven't got anything new to put out, but it'd be nice to see Alien Day make a bigger comeback. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only really been two good Alien Days, let's be honest anyway, so... So, 
Aaron, I know some fans have, have kind of been panicking about that Alien Universe website being taken down. What do you think about that? <laughs> I do not consider it anything to panic over. You know, I've been around the block a long time. Not as not as long as some people have, but I've seen plenty of alien websites that just haven't been renewed. I mean, one one of the big websites that I sort of grew up with, <laughs> grew up with, came up with in terms of the fandom was AVP News, and it was you know it was what we do, and it was run by fans, but it was owned by Fox, so they owned the domain. And when the domain was up for renewal, Fox wouldn't let the fans take it and continue. Um, so you know that was another official website that was shut down, and it didn't spell the end. The Predator fan app as well. Yeah, the Predator fan oh, app. Oh yes, yeah. It's nothing to worry about, you know, it's just the focus has gone. Will it be a long time before we see anything alien from Disney? Maybe, because the fucking world's in a state and Disney's in a state and Alien and Predator aren't their most profitable yeah. franchises. I think it's I mean, just that's what you said earlier. I think if they make whatever they make, I think if they make it smaller in scale and just get back to the basics of what made the originals work, because the basic thing is everybody says, oh yeah, I really like Alien or Predator or Aliens, but people who are not part, you know, part of the fan base, that's pretty much all they know. They need to be something which gets praise for it going, oh yeah, that's what I liked about these films. They need to make it smaller in scale, but make the formula work again, like Alien Isolation. I just want to caveat before we sign off. You know, I was just going under the context. It's a little embarrassing of a different direction of how do we make AVP work? Because I don't think AVP works in the long form. But if we're just looking at the separate franchise franchises, I just want to say real quick that... Um, First, Disney, do not expect Marvel numbers with these movies. No. Don't expect a billion dollars. Don't expect half a million or half a billion. And um, look to the short films for Alien. Look to the short films, what you could do on a lower budget. And look at the incredible results you can get. Look at uh, the new Halloween. You know, put it in that perspective. And with Predator, look towards slasher films. Again, look towards Halloween. Small budgets, different landscapes. You could really make these films work. Go back to basics. And the fans will come. No, not to the big blockbuster numbers, but you will make a profit. And maybe that means just on streaming. Maybe these uh, movies aren't meant for theatrical release anymore. But if you want these films to be successful, this is the way you go. And that's my opinion on that. My only worry with doing it on a smaller, sort of like Blumkamp kind of scale, and this is talking completely personal here, is I'm so desperate to see a Giga world. I'm so desperate to see <laughs> a high world. The land of dicks that he did for, you know, for Dune. You could have, the, remember in Requiem where you got that glimpse of a predator, doesn't have to be their home world, but you had a something like that. It was only a glimpse, you know. But look at how the Mandalorian does it. I think you could do it with the kind of stuff, the, the way the yeah. Mandalorian does it. Technology. I think still the story can be more self like under a pressure cooker type thing more self-contained but you could still have that kind of visuals somewhere in the yeah, production definitely filmmaking technology is just getting so advanced and accessible now and things yeah. that would have taken massive budgets before are becoming a lot more affordable now thankfully and i think that aspect alone is going to allow for solid alien films to be made on a lower budget you know they could make them just like mandalorian mandalorian doesn't have the the biggest budget, I would think, compared to the films. But I would say it's just as an effective exploration of that same universe, if not more effective. Now, I, I feel that with Alien, yeah, the prequels have had bloated budget and they, they could very much be streamlined. 
not every sci-fi franchise needs to be the size of Star Wars. I mean, look at The Expanse, right? It's a popular sci-fi series that was saved by the passion of its fans. That's not a huge property, but it has a very passionate, enthusiastic fan base that has kept it alive. And I do think that Alien and Predator are going to be the same way. And and if you haven't seen it, do go watch The Expanse. It's fantastic. With some Alien alumni in it as well, actually. Any other final thoughts or anything? Oh, I was going to say real quick, I think people were disappointed with the Alien Universe website shutting down, not just because it was another site shutting down, but because it seemed like it was going to be this official database and community by Fox, kind of like Disney's had with Star Wars, where you can go on there and, and it's a wealth of information about the universe. It looked like that's what they were going to do with Alien, but now they're not. We've already got the wikis. Yeah, well, that that website has existed for like four years. Fox's intent may have been for it to be something at some point, but it was it was never really maintained. No, it was not beyond Covenant. Yeah, no. it going now. That's is probably no, why is they no got loss. rid of it. Yeah, it, the domain will be up for renewal, and they'll be like, "Sod it." It's 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 no loss at all. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, there's been like the DVD websites, you know, Alien Legacy was a website at one point that that went, you know, the quadrilogies, the movie ones, it's, it is no loss. And I don't believe any real indication of, of any malice of, on Disney's part in terms of killing the series or anything. And really nothing they, the whether it's Fox or Disney have done so far online has ever really come close to something like Strange Shapes blog or the Anchor Point essays. It was never as good as what the fandom has created anyway. No, no, I agree there. This was going to be a short one, wasn't it, Aaron? I, I had envisioned this as being a short one. Every um, time it gets jinxed. Apparently we can um, waffle and go at each other for quite a while. Thank you, everybody who has watched this. Uh, I appreciate we don't tend to do uh, too much like this kind of thing. And, you know, we, we do tend to stick to what's um, sort of happening at the time, which on, on the one level is really awesome because it means there's plenty happening at the time. And that's how the next, I, I imagine, good few episodes are going to be. Um, next episode, unless Adam pulls that interview out his hat. So the next episode is, is likely to be the Predator 2 retrospective because we are coming up on the big uh, 3-0 next month 30 years that'll be a good one yes that's going to be fun because we've never really talked about that in any great detail and eric's favorite aj eric and aj are going to be going at it so uh that's this will be entertaining we've got three comic series ending soon so we'll be doing those ones and for our last avp themed episode of the year we are going to be visiting hunter's planet you guys have spoken and that is what we are going to be checking although i think i now need to know if eric has that book i used to have it (laughs) then i moved so i'm gonna have to get a okay coffee so then we'll see what the new year brings us i think we didn't talk about it a lot but i think marvel's going to be big you know with a comic publisher that big we'll probably get multiple series so we'll see we'll see that this is going to be the big question with those guys and of course hopefully we'll have the new game next year but anyway i'm jumping ahead thank you everybody for uh, listening and actually before we finish adam show and tell Oh, our shirts. Yeah. So Aaron and I, and you guys are welcome to join us when you come on the podcast. We like to wear theme appropriate shirts for the podcast. And Aaron suggested maybe we start showing them off for our viewers on YouTube. Because our our microphones are always in the way of them when we're recording, so you can't really see. You can't really see the full shirts, but I am wearing a teaser poster shirt for AVP. The movie of Scar. Of Scar. Yeah. And Aaron has a bit of a, a more rare shirt than me. 
So this is um, it's just the logo. But That's from the game, look, isn't it? Yeah. Rebellion. So this was a promo shirt for Classic, AVP Classic, AVP 1999, 2000, whatever. And this is just a lot of lines, which is a little bit like the Aliens logo at the start. You guys find an Alien t-shirt next. Well, no, yeah, they, they, they have done in the past, but we can you never really see them. And I, I thought it would be a nice sort of little feature just to show them off at the end of the episodes, just so people can see some of the shit in our collection. Because, again, that's that's never really something we highlight. Just do a close-up of that stuff behind you there. On that that, is <laughs> that the could whole... be a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's Hey, that's what we should do. That would make for a good YouTube video. Just give like a room tour of that room there of your entire collection. Yeah, but t- t- to be fair, I mean, there's lots of books and comics and stuff, but it sort of pales in comparison to like Eric was saying, the people with the money that can afford the thousand pound busts, oh, yeah. stuff like that. I'm, I I lo- I love my bookshelf behind me. I love all the like stuff. Some on of there, those but... literally look like museums. Some people kit entire rooms out. Oh god, yeah, yeah. There's some impressive. I will always be jealous of the people that have the money to uh, splash out on that kind of shit. But and a lot of it isn't even made anymore. Mm. I like this. So where is he? Uh, oh, I've lost it. Here we are. I found him. Palisades. Once upon a oh, time. Man. I remember the Palisades statues. Gorgeous little mini busts, and these yeah. things were pretty affordable at the time, like twenty-five, thirty quid. Phenomenal little pieces that just aren't made. Then these were the the micro busts. I think they did. They did yeah. some, you know, proper size, nice things. Yeah. You know, like like the money bank, but they were affordable as well. And now, because they don't make them, I don't even know if Palisades is in business anymore. They're not. They're really hard to find now. I still have a few. I have the AVP Queen bust as well as the the oh, micro with the, with the aliens aliens queen. chains going through yeah. it. That thing was gorgeous. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some show and tell videos for the youtube <laughs> channel we, we will do um i've been meaning to i've just always i've wanted to but i've always been like uh, is it actually impressive enough collection to really do but yeah why not let's sod it let's do it okay thank you everybody who has been listening thank you everybody who has been watching the hub of our activity can be found at avpgalaxy.net that's where all our news is and that's where our message boards are and um it's pretty much where all the branches of our other reaches go you know we're on youtube we're on facebook twitter instagram But yeah, come and join us. Come and check us out. Come and join in with the discussion with us guys. It's not as scary as uh, I think AJ was kind of uh, making it sound earlier. (laughs) There's no pitchforks and torches. There isn't. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I do try and make sure everybody behaves. That's that's why I'm hated by the people that I kick out for being jackasses. But yeah, thank you everybody, guys. This has been Corporal Hicks. Ridge stop. No more thing. And voodoo magic. Signing off. <laughs>